In a world where the only legal currency is microwaves, there's... <laughs> and because of this, there there is a surplus of microwaves, and inflation's gone up, so there's microwaves everywhere. But it's, there's not too many microwaves, because I guess one microwave would have to be enough to usually buy you what you need. Like, one microwave for... Microwaves are the only legal tender in this world. <laughs> and there's only one man who wants to, to stop the microwaves, and he's going to get them, and he's coming in strong and introducing paper money. <laughs> he's the only man... Introducing paper money in a world of microwaves. <laughs> I am that man. I. Welcome to Geek Film Critic, where we explore the best, worst, and most middle in the world of cinema. I'm Luke Jackson, your host, your best friend, and the guy feeding you these abstract movie concepts. Um, if you if you use if you use that microwave thing, I'll sue you. That's my it's my IP. And boy, is that a good one. That's probably the most abstract one I've done so far. But hey man, that's life. Um, this week we're gonna be talking about Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's new flick, which came out on Netflix um, a couple weeks ago. And uh, you know, why I watched this movie is a really interesting question because I genuinely have no idea. I'm not sure. I just kind of was like, well, it's new. I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like this movie really kind of just came out of nowhere. Like, it was just there one day. I don't remember hearing anything about it. <laughs> I don't remember seeing press for it, seeing trailers. It was just kind of like, hey, here's this new Zack Snyder flick starring Dave Bautista. There's zombies. And so, you know, either I'm very out of the loop or this movie really just spawned and kind of took over media for a couple weeks. Like I saw it everywhere on Reddit, Instagram, it was just all over the place. Everyone was talking about this movie and it's kind of gone quiet because I, I, you know, it's, I don't think it's that special of a movie, but <laughs> anyways, it was so, it was so wild and out of nowhere. And that's what I watched this week. So any hooser, let me throw 30 seconds on the clock here. And we're gonna hit, we're gonna get that sweet sweet synopsis juice ready. Begin. I should I I gotta you know I gotta start ready. <laughs> Begin. Okay. Army of the Dead follows uh, a world where zombies have taken over and been quarantined in Las Vegas. There was a zombie outbreak, which again has been contained to Las Vegas, and Dave Bautista helped eradicate or keep these zombies in Las Vegas and get all the people out. And he's been approached to create a team to go back in to get 200 million dollars for a guy named Tanaka and things go bad and this is, turns out zombies are evil <laughs> that's 30 seconds that's your synopsis for you Dave Batista fights zombies and also tries to get money um and you know before I really get into it you know I want to talk about how this zombie outbreak happened in this movie because I was so <laughs> blown away by it. So the whole idea, again, is that there's been a zombie outbreak that's been contained in Las Vegas. And, and, and the movie starts, we open on a couple who gets who just got married in Vegas taking a picture in front of the, the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. Or does it say what happens in Vegas? State? Uh, whatever. The, the Vegas sign. And then there's also this like armed guard carrying some sort of payload that nobody really knows what it is and so the movie opens with these quips 
and we'll get more more into that later. But it turns like it turns out they're carrying zombies, and there's a car crash, and the zombie gets out and infects all these people and moves to Vegas and infects all these people. That's that's the premise of how this zombie outbreak started. And zombie movies are always very interesting in how there's like, especially you know like survival zombie films where it is kind of like zombies have taken over the world or in this case a city. But <laughs> how this one got started is because the dude who got married is getting roadhead from his new wife and he swerves and crashes into the armed guard which sends this safe containing the zombie flying and i just thought that like somebody somebody sat down and Zack snyder said i want to do the zombie film okay how does the zombie outbreak started roadhead <laughs> and i just like what a wild what a wild way to go man what a wild way to to start the zombie outbreak and just as the 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 good lord predicted lord head roadhead was going to be the downfall of las vegas <laughs> anyways the, fir- the the first thing that i really want to go into about this movie is is the tone because i found the tone so odd from the beginning like i explained there's this kind of like it starts with this dude getting married in vegas and he's getting roadhead and it's woohoo vegas and then it's like these quips about like well what are we carrying we don't even know it could be aliens it could be the ark of the covenant it could be like the, like they're just kind of going back and forth these two drivers that are in this convoy and it's it's you know it's very goofy it's very like ha 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 vegas and we obviously we know this movie's about zombies so we know what's coming and then after the zombie outbreak happens what we go into is this really, really bright and kind of lighthearted Las Vegas zombie montage, complete with a Viva Las Vegas cover. I don't know who sang it. It's not Elvis. It's like a it's like a lighter cover, and it's very upbeat, very jazzy, and it and it's over top of this montage of boobs and booze and over the top zombie death and these zombies killing people, and it's very much like it's very much like Welcome to the World of Army of the Dead, where Vegas is, it's still Vegas, but there's zombies. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how this montage is presented. And it's not, like, serious. It's not like the world is ending. It's like, ha, ha, ha. Imagine if there were strippers that are zombies. <laughs> and so, you know, this coupled with my knowledge, these sequences, that there's going to be a heist movie, that or a heist element of this film, it really gave me the impression that this movie was going to be bright, highfalutin zombie movie paired with like a cool Ocean's Eleven-esque heist. Because I just kind of figured if you're doing a heist movie, you're going to go with Ocean's Eleven because that's, you know, that's kind of the standard. It's kind of what the bar that everyone reaches towards. But, you know, instead of this, we get a lot of serious undertones throughout the movie of love, survival, and loss. And, and the movie introduces this in a really strange way because immediately after this, Viva Las Vegas boob zombie montage. There is a very serious scene of our of the characters Gita and Kate, and they're in this quarantine zone right outside of Las Vegas, where the zombies aren't are, and and it's quarantine because the government is keeping people there to to like survey them, make sure they're not infected, that it doesn't get out. And Kate is a volunteer there, and Kate is Dave Batista's daughter, who's the main character. And so like you know, there's there's like very obvious tones of poverty and government control and sexual harassment in this scene and so it's very serious very heavy but the seriousness is totally under- undercut by these sequences before that I, that i had a hard time taking them seriously because you know what i mean it's hard when you get 
roadheaded and goofy zombie montage to be like, well, let's take this seriously. This is a serious issue, especially because you know what I mean. It's the movie presenting it. They're like, we'll take this serious. This isn't. This is not a joke. And then the next scene we get is a flashback of Dave Batista killing his wife, right? And it's after he's after Tanaka comes and is like, I want you to go into Vegas and get two hundred million dollars, and I'll give you a huge cut of it or whatever. And so like. He has this flashback where it's a dream and he had to kill his wife because his wife got infected. So he had to stab his wife in the head in front of his daughter. Very traumatic, right? And so, like, we're presented with these very serious themes, which have been explored in other zombie movies, right? Of, like, well, what would happen? Killing a loved one is always kind of a theme, right? And so we start to think that, like, well, maybe this is, like, supposed to be a serious zombie survival movie. But then the next scene, it's like this the classic buddy heist team-up sequence, which is in every heist movie ever, where it's like, you son of a bitch, I haven't seen you in years. Get over here. I got a plan. Are you in? I'm in. And you know what I mean? There's the car person, and there's the locksmith person who's going to break into the lock, and there's the gun special. Like It's very like cliche heist sequence, which is light and cool. Again, Ocean's Eleven and fun. And so the tone the entire time is so off and so inconsistent because it kind of bounces between this like, again, like fun, highfalutin zombie heist movie. But then it like also is like, but also Dave Bautista and his daughter are struggling and this character loves this character and they're, and they're trying to create as like, and the government's trying to create a zombie army and there's these evil people, right? And like, so like, when these serious scenes and these serious moments come up, they're hard to take serious because the stakes don't feel high because the way that the setting was presented was so nonchalant and like, we're going to kill some zombies. And so I already had signed on for this fun, kick some zombie ass in a casino movie. So part of me like just really didn't care that Dave Batista is trying to fix his relationship with his daughter. And so the tone throughout, really inconsistent and kind of just like, immediately pushed me away from really connecting with the characters because it was just the way it was presented it was like all right you ready to see dave batista kick some ass and ready to see zombies heads chopped off and like those sequences are in the movie but then there's also these really random deep sequences so the tone is really odd next i wanted to talk about specifically the zombos the zombies uh, so you know i really gotta hand it to Zack snyder here the zombies in this movie really are fresh. It's really a unique take on zombies that I haven't seen before. You know, we have this king zombie who is like one of a kind. And we don't really know how he is found if he's like been developed by the government or whatever and it got loose. But we know that the government was transporting him. So I guess contextually that's assumed. Anyways, we have this king zombie who is fast and he's strong and he's intelligent. And he kind of like creates this zombie hierarchy where there's like different kinds of zombies where zombies that the king has affected directly are called alphas and they're faster and smarter and and people that those alphas have infected are less powerful and so on and so forth and as like you get further away from the king as the strain gets further away from the king there are created zombies who you know traditionally that we know the slow you know those kind of zombies that are slow and easy to kill just people and so like you know, it's a cool idea. This is this zombie hierarchy. Absolutely. You know, totally unique. I, I have not seen that before. But also, I guess my my zombie movie repertoire is a little um shallow. 
Anyways, we also have like zombies in love, zombie children, zombie horses, zombie tigers, and zombie robots. And so let's really, I want to really dive into that and break these things down. So first let's talk about zombie love. And so, you know, there's the, the zombie king, he, he found a zombie queen and they're in love. They're kind of seen like all over each other and they don't kiss because they're zombies, but they're like clearly in love. The movie is like, these the people are in, like these zombies feel love. <laughs> and you know, it's fresh, it's new, it's warm bodies without the romantic comedy, right? It's like, oh, these zombies can fall in love. And then, uh, you know, we learned that, oh, they they can have kids. These zombies are out there, are out there building families. They're family oriented. And, you know, this scene where we learn that the zombies can have kids is so interesting because the queen gets her head chopped off and she dies and the king gets, the zombie king gets her body and like literally rips the stomach open and pulls out this like tiny little baby who's, and like holds the baby up and is like, my son. But, he, you know, he says it in zombie, so... I, I'm just I'm putting words in his mouth but you know anyways these zombies communicate and they have children and uh, you know it's 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 definitely it was original that these zombies are out here procreating but does original necessarily mean that it was good no just because you can do something doesn't mean you should and so that was kind of the line that this whole zombie love thing walked for me was like yeah like it's new I've never seen it before but did I want to see it not really <laughs> and you know next the, let's go into the like the zombie horses there, there was a zombie horse in the movie where did it come from we don't know why is it the zombie king, king's vehicle of choice no idea does he look cool when the zombie king is wearing his like bulletproof helmet and cape to keep his brain safe from bullets you betcha it's a really cool decision that they were like let's have the zombie king just ride a horse everywhere totally dope totally rocks <laughs> you know it's and it like they didn't explain why there was a horse there but you know i loved it zombie tiger right there's this is the same thing with the zombie tiger i've never seen a zombie tiger before have you probably not and so like yeah it's fresh it's new there's these there's these zombie animals right and while they look cool it presented to me a really interesting idea about this zombie society is that you know it, it, it means that zombies have turned to eating animals at, at some point when, when there weren't any humans. So, like, are there zombie dogs? Are there zombie birds? What about zombie sharks, right? The, you know, there's no tiger in Las Vegas. Except for, I don't, like, I don't, I've never, I've never really explored the strip. Maybe there's a tiger in one of the fancy hotels. I know there's sharks in, like, in one of the fancy hotels. So, again, are, are there zombie sharks? Do all these things exist as zombies? Who, who knows? <laughs> and so... Finally, we get to these robot zombies who are so just like inserted in there. Like we don't really see them interact with other zombies. We just see when some of the zombies get shot in the head that they have metal skeletons and blue glowing eyes like the Terminator. And so like, are these zombies skeletons cool? Yeah, sure. They look cool. But are they ever addressed in the movie? Ever addressed why they exist? You bet they're not. They're just kind of there. And so, like, why why do these things? Why create a zombie society that's so complex and then not deal with that? You know, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why they did all these things. Because you know, I got the answers. There's an upcoming Army of the Dead TV show called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. It's a Netflix show. They're coming out with a TV show, an animated series about this society. And so Snyder addressed in an interview that these robot zombies were added to show that the zombies had begun to evolve 
an experiment. These alpha zombies, the not the not the regular loser zombies. These higher, smarter, more intelligent zombies are experimenting and I guess creating <laughs> artificial zombie life. And so, you know, this is in there to kind of hint at that. Which the only reason they're doing that is because it's going to be addressed further in the TV show. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of these things are going to be addressed further in the TV show. I'm sure there's going to be zombie procreation, why these zombies are procreating. I'm sure there's going to be different zombie animals. Maybe a zombie dog. Maybe there's a maybe there's a nuclear zombie family. You know what I mean? Dad's going to work, and he's drunk, <laughs> and mom's the housewife. And they're, but they're zombies. What a wacky concept. And so, you know, it's all a marketing scheme, all of these things. Which is, which is you know, it makes it not as fun for me that they're in there that it was just like well they're in there because you got to watch the tv show i'm not watching the tv show netflix but you know thanks for putting it in there it made it it made it interesting and so you know part of it is like yeah these are unique zombies but i wish i personally am of the belief that one-off movies are often better where you're just telling telling the telling the story to tell the story not to continue to make a million dollars off your TV show. But, <laughs> you know, anyways, that's why that's why all these zombie things are just in there. You know, also another thing that was wild is that I got to I got to say that it was inter- that I was that I was nuts that this movie spent millions of dollars to digitally insert Tig Notaro in this movie. She she plays the uh, helicopter pilot and she's digitally inserted. She never met Dave Bautista, she never met her co-stars. And it's very obvious at times, you know, in the group scenes especially, that she's not actually in the movie. But I guess maybe someone who didn't, because I knew that going in, maybe someone who didn't know would notice. And so I totally noticed because I guess I was I was looking for it. So I'd be interesting to I'd be interested to know if someone who didn't notice ever thought that she looked a little bit off at times because she did. And so they 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 did this because they were replacing Christy Alia because Christy Alia is a dirtbag <laughs> mostly and he's a horrible dude. So, you know, I, it's interesting that they did spend millions of dollars to insert her digitally, but I'm glad they did it because again, Christy Alia is a horrible dude. And so, you know, outside and even including some of these things, there are a lot of narrative and character issues in this movie that, that make the whole thing, you know, a little bit campy, a little bit goofy and hard to take seriously. But honestly, I wasn't as bothered by the narrative inconsistencies because I was almost expecting them from the get-go. One, it's a Zack Snyder movie. Zack Snyder isn't necessarily known for his narratively cohesive and artful films <laughs> you know he he's definitely a director who knows how to make a spectacle and make a movie that's just fun to watch and also when you're dealing with a heist movie and a zombie movie these genres are festering grounds for narrative inconsistencies and things that you just kind of pardon because it's the genre and so i you know going in i was i was sure that these that there were going to be some pretty whack uh character resolutions and character justifications and choices that that were just gonna be you know what that doesn't make a lot of sense and there was a lot of it but most of them i was able to shrug off because i was expecting them and and a lot of it as well because of the tonal inconsistency was it was very expected and overall the movie is fine you know it's entertaining there there are some really fun zombie killing action moments and, and it looks the movie looks great it's it's fun to watch it's fun to look at there are some fun Las Vegas heist moments and these heist and these zombie moments. 
they don't come together perfectly, but they come together and it's fine. And you can definitely have some fun with the movie, with Army of the Dead. And, and you know, I think if you haven't seen it, it's it's definitely entertaining and it's not going to change your life. But, you know, it's a fine movie and maybe, maybe you'll be hooked and you'll want to watch the TV show that's coming out soon and you'll become the army of the dead's biggest fan but but for me personally i'm you know it was it, i'm not gonna revisit it but i'm glad i watched it it was fun it was it was it's an easy movie to just kind of turn your brain off to and enjoy it which i think again is that that's kind of Zack snyder snyder's niche is it i guess other i think justice league um his four-hour cut of justice league was a little bit different because he, he had something to prove there but it's just very much like, yeah, let's just watch this spectacle, which, you know, some hardcore movie fans and some hardcore movie critics might be like, well, this is the destruction of art. But, you know, sometimes you just need to see Dave Batista shoot a zombie in the head. And, you know, that's fine. And so if I were to review it, if I were to give it a rating, I'd probably give it, you know, two and a half, three out of five zombie tigers. Uh, so we're going to go into the reviews now. And the reviews for this film were super, super interesting because a lot of the people who are in, in favor of this movie are the Restore the Snyderverse fanboys who are going to follow Zack Snyder anywhere and are just obsessed with the guy, especially because of the success of Justice League, uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League. And a lot of the bad re reviews are um, people who, you know, think Zack Snyder sucks and who got hung up on the inconsistencies. And like I said, we're kind of like, this movie is a nothing movie and it's not going to do anything for anybody. And, you know, both of these opinions are totally valid, totally warranted. And But one thing that I've got to give this movie credit for before I read the reviews, one of the, the review that I found, is that I, I really have to hand it to Zack Snyder and to Netflix because this movie is so well-crafted in a way to make money and to make fans. And... It knew exactly what it was doing, and it accomplishes it perfectly. And this, the review that I found outlines it really, really well. It's a 10 out of 10 review from IMDb user, IMDb user Kenda Ferenz. So Kenda Ferenz says, This movie is one hell of a ride with an incredible cast, bad action action. Sorry, bad action action. Holy crap. Learn to read. This movie was one hell of a ride with an incredible cast, badass action, and great emotional moments in the right places. The cinematography was beautiful and the soundtrack was killer. The song choices were exceptional. What makes it such a special film is the video game-like world building and the immense and wild possibilities that the story creates to be explored later. Netflix is clearly on a path to deliver one of the greatest IPs in pop culture history. And so that's all they said about the movie and they loved it. And so this person is exactly who netflix was targeting right and they targeted it perfectly because the cinematography was you know it did look great it was it was average at best again it's not going to win an oscar it's not going to be remembered as a movie with great cinematography but the movie looks great and some of the visuals are really cool the soundtrack for me was forgettable but again it just creates this environment and like the reviewer said it has this video game like world building with the music and the cinematography where it just creates the possibility for 40 sequels, a TV show, a video game, and merchandise, right? Like, it's just like, the action's a lot of fun, and these things come together in a, in a way that is so intentional, that Netflix was for sure doing in a way that they can make money off it for the next 10 years, right? It's, 
It's a fanboy's dream. You've got Dave Batista, who's huge right now. He's in everything. And Zack Snyder's riding this high after Justice League, right? And people are flocking to him, being like, this man's a visionary. Restore the Snyderverse. Look how great this movie is. And so, you know, he's going to make cash for the next rest of his life, right? He's not out there looking for an Oscar. He's not out there looking for to be remembered as one of the most brilliant and innovative directors of his time. He's looking out to make a movie that's fun and make some fat cash. This is no art film, baby. This is big Hollywood at its finest, and this movie is going to make fat stacks. So, you know, who cares what if the critics don't like it? They've got enough people on board to watch sequels, TV shows, buy the merch. And so I, I, I've got to give it to this movie that while it's not the best movie I've ever seen, it, it it's, knows how to make money and it's so good at, I don't know if exploiting is the right word, but using Hollywood and using big Hollywood and big studio productions to make money, right? Like they spent millions of dollars on this film because they know they're going to make millions of dollars out of it they, they have no problem and so it's just it's just a cash cow and so i gotta give it to it that i was totally impressed with that um oh, you know what that sound means it's time for our new segment guess the tagline which i introduced last week in fargo and so if you didn't listen to that episode what uh what guess the tagline is is i in on imdb there's this little um section that that tells you the tagline of the movie and so based on what I've seen from the film by watching it, I'm going to guess what the tagline was. And so my guess, if I were to write the tagline for this movie, it'd be something like, hitting it big in Vegas will never be the same again. Or something like, Viva Las Vegas doesn't mean what it used to. Something about how Vegas is, is changed and not what it used to. Oh, so here it goes. Survivor says... Or sorry, tagline says, survivors take all, and which is fine. But listen to this one. The second one is, always bet on dead. Because always bet on red, like in roulette. <laughs> so, I think I was close. It's, it's something to do with Vegas. You know, I wasn't right on, but I think mine were better, honestly. Because it's got to, you know, there's there's got to be something there with Because Viva Las Vegas means long live Las Vegas. So what's the opposite? I don't know the Latin to, to be... Viva Latin? Am I an idiot? I don't know. I mean, probably. But <laughs> there's got to be something, some kind of joke there for instead of like long live Las Vegas, long die Las Vegas, but you know, something other than Viva. But I, I was close. So that's, that's uh, I guess, the tagline. Next, we're going to go to uh, my geek film predict. So I'm an idiot, as, I, as has been established in last week. I, I did Spirit Untamed, and I said that it would be sitting at a 6.5 today. It's sitting at a 5.5. So, yeah, I'm dumb. So what? <laughs> you know, people didn't like it as much as I thought. I Really, really, the reason that I gave it a 6.5 is because um, it had Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I really thought Jake Gyllenhaal was just going to carry that film. Carry that film to a freaking Oscar. Um, but this week, I'm going to get it right. Because this week, my geek film predict is going to be about In the Heights, which is um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's Broadway play before he did Hamilton. And it's directed by John M. Chu, who's the, he did the director of 
Well, I didn't know this. He did the director of Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. I also think he was the one who did uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which I haven't seen, but it was, was apparently very, very good. I've heard very good things about Crazy Rich Asians. Anyways, so In the Heights is, again, a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical, and it's the I'll read you the, the synopsis. The scent of a Cafe Cito Calent... Oh, man. Cafe Cito Calent... Caliente, caliente, cafecito caliente hangs in the air just outside the 181st Street subway stop. The likable magnetic bodega owner, Usnavi, saves every penny from his daily grind as he hopes, imagines, and sings about a better life. So, there you go. It stars um, Anthony Ramos, Corey Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Stephanie Beatrice. So, my guess is that this movie is going to be huge because... Everyone loves Lin-Manuel Miranda. They think he's he's the next Shakespeare. And so my guess is that this movie is going to be sitting very pretty next week at an 8.4. Will I be wrong? You betcha. I'm expecting it. <laughs> but uh, regardless, we'll see what happens. Um, that's going to do it for me for today. I appreciate you listening to the episode. I appreciate if you've made it this far, I love you. And I'll kiss those lips if I ever see him. Um, next week, I'm going to be reviewing and talking about the movie Alien, starring, starring Sigourney Weaver. It's on IMDb TV, so if you ever want to, if you want to watch that, it's going to be free for a little bit with ads, I think. And um, yeah, you know, if you ever have something you want to say to me, something a movie that you want to talk about, a, something you want to say about Army of the Dead or any of the other movies I've talked about, you can hit me up on Twitter at underscore underscore Luke dot Jackson or send me an email at Luke Jackson at the Geek Wave dot calm and that's it for me i'm gonna leave you with the very wise words of a letterboxed user named julian who on army of the dead writes and all that because some dude wanted a blowjob for geek film critic i'm luke jackson thanks for listening